0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, happy Players Week here in Jacksonville. Hopefully the weather holds off. It's a nice start to the week, but I'm not sure the finish is going to be so good. We have franchise tag season. Some people around the league are using it in the NFL. Will the Jags use it? I'm guessing No. Not a lot of smoke on the franchise tag scene, really. Uh, We'll see what happens. I think uh, everybody's just kind of guessing on that front. Aaron Rodgers continues to be in the news. It's another week. We follow Aaron Rodgers' story as we get closer and closer to the league year. Brent Moore to Austin Lane. Brian Middleton here on a Monday. Two major stories going on. Casey Kurtz has been married officially. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, they've survived almost 24 hours of marriage. It looks like. Do you have any footage? I just have picture. That was it. Okay. Um, so, uh, no footage, at least that I've seen. Haven't really investigated. Maybe Brian has some uh, video. Brian, can we check the tape?
1: Can, I know the wallet says it all.
0: I'll, I'll
1: see what I can find, but all I've seen is one photo.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's a very private ceremony, apparently. uh, Exclusive. Yes, very exclusive. And the um, paparazzi not invited. I got you. (laughs) No fly zone around (laughs) (laughs) here. I respect that. (laughs) Yes, Uh, that is good. So um, congratulations to Casey and Ahmed. The other big story is it it was a bad time to get into Jason Tatum. Oh, That's take. not even a big story, man. Of course he's good. That's that's, that's not news. We're not breaking I anything. Mean, a guy goes and drops 54 over the weekend. I yeah. got Henner Harvey tweeting me out. I thought I was As uh, he a, should. selling me out on the Twitter. Um, so here we go, Jason Tatum. But What's going on in the NBA, by the way? Everybody's scoring big buckets. 56 for LeBron, mm-hmm. uh, 45 night, a 54 night. A, why is everybody scoring? Uh, I mean, that's just the way the game is, man. Like, players can take
1: over, you know? And I think, you know, with, with LeBron's situation, he understands that, you know, I mean, the, there's still some season left to play, but they got to start putting the pedal to metal. And he, I think he realizes that he's the guy that's got to make this happen, whether it's facilitating, whether it's shooting, but, like, he's got to take it over now because the guys that he kind of appointed to help him out just aren't working. And as far as Jason Tatum's concerned, I mean, good player. Good player. Good player. Good player. Could the Celtics be dangerous at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, they don't, you know, like they don't scare me as much as the Sixers do, um, even as much as the Heat do. But when you got a guy like Jason Tatum, who I think was one of the, the up and coming players in the league, um, and I, I'm still a believer in Stevens as well as a head coach. I think they got some, uh, some room to make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, well, Stevens isn't. Oh, not Brad St- Um, What's The guy's name now is <laughs> Stevens up um, in the front office, right? Um, what's yeah, who is the coach now for the Celtics? Uh, Udoka, okay, whatever the case may be. <laughs> um, yeah, the Emu Im, Udoka guy, yep, yeah, there yep, you go. Yep. okay,
0: okay. Uh, the but it's funny how Stevens feels like the face of the franchise still there, he's still making his presence felt like, <laughs> yeah, a well, I mean, yeah. he's yeah, 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 still, yeah. he's kind of calling the shot, yeah, so, um. Uh, Jack Doyle has retired. His final game in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, at least on his record, will be a disappointing loss to the Jacksville Jaguars. So there you go. That's just in a minute ago. Nice. Jack Doyle has retired. Uh, will the Jaguars use the franchise tag? Is really the story uh, in the NFL Combine in the books? <sighs> well, I mean, me. wow! Did you? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I tell you this, I watch it every single year. Like that's that's how I spent my weekend. I think you don't watch any of it, so I'm going to be talking about myself here at the Combine. What I saw. Well, no. Well, I I mean I see it. Yeah. Th- to say I watch it live, I'd be lying. I'm not watching it live, but yeah. I knew I would see the highlights. I think the, the combine didn't help the Jaguars the way I wanted it to. Really? Yes. I was going to make the case. I'd, if you do winners and loser, co- losers of the of the combine, I almost wonder if the Jags were a winner. I don't think so.
1: So why, did it, why don't you think it helped them? Because there's no player that's going to be the overall number one pick that people are going to trade up to get. Because Hutchinson turned out that he's not... I mean, like, yeah, Hutchinson had an okay combine. You still have to check the film. Like, the film is the most important part, and that's what he has going for him. Like, the, the numbers overall, not bad. You know, the L drills, where he really shining. and yeah. that's important. But I think, like, the overall numbers for Hutchinson... I don't see a lot of teams trading up the number one spot to get him. My hope was that Thibodeau was going to come out there and, like, blow the doors off of, in terms of athleticism. And while he did okay, it wasn't anywhere to the point where it's like, oh, we have to go, get, go after him and get him now.
0: Yeah, well, not only so, that, he said, <laughs> it's too long of a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, for sure. It's like, and then, <laughs> wait till the guy takes a trip to London. Yeah. I, I, no, for sure. And
1: then, like, as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, I mean, if you really wanted to reach for a quarterback at number one overall, like like Malik Willis probably had the best combine on anybody, but uh, Desmond Ritter made some money as well. I'm not sure if he's playing quarterback or tight end because he put up some freakish numbers, but he did really well. But, like, I don't think a a quarterback um, kind of stood out in terms of the drills and everything where it's like, well, we have to take him at number one now. So when when you mix that into place, it's like, okay, Hutchinson's probably the favorite guy, but if you – don't franchise tag, you know, Cam Robinson, well, then the jury's out. You're going to take an offensive tackle at number one. Hutchinson's not even going to be on the radar at number one for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I feel like you kind of
0: lose the probability to trade down in the draft. Well, I do think that we know we're going to know a little bit more about what the Jags may do over the next couple weeks. I'm not sure if it's Cam Robinson only. I mean, you could still, Armstead could be in play sure. in free agency. A Chandler Jones or Hassan Reddick or any of those kind of guys could be in play at pass rushers. So you can, let's be honest, I hope they tip their hand because I want them to fill both spots, right? No, for sure. But the tags do due by tomorrow. Uh, yeah.
1: If they don't franchise-take Cam Robinson, they're taking offensive tackle number one overall. Unless they get somehow get turned on, which I don't think is going to happen.
0: Well, it, but I guess I continue to argue this. Is it is it just out of the question that they would just be okay with Walker Little at left tackle? and and let Jawan Taylor play his right tackle for his final year and hopefully he shows him something and then move on next year on right tackle. I mean, is that is it that far out of the question that they just say, hey, we drafted our left tackle last year, we're comfortable with him, and we could still go pass rusher uh, at number one? Are you confident with Jawan Taylor at right tackle? Not, not so much Jawan Taylor. I think you can get a lot better if you fill both spots. But you know how I feel about the whole Walker Little thing. So who, who's moving over there is Walker Little moving to the right? Okay. Well,
1: I mean, no. If you, if you don't resign or if you don't franchise tag Cam Robinson, and then you don't plan on drafting offensive tackle number one, then yeah, Walker Little's got to be the guy. Who else is be gonna left be? tackle? Who else is gonna? But
0: be? if you franchise tag
1: Cam Robinson,
0: does that mean Walker Little's going to the
1: right? I would say so. Yeah, because I think it's hard to justify paying Cam Robinson all that money and then moving him to the right side. Well, yeah, he's not moving.
0: Yeah, but I'm just asking, what do you do with Walker Little Is he the backup oh, swing no, guy he or to is he the right to side? I
1: mean, I think it's hard to justify not playing Walker Little after you know when he. Well, did that's what I feel. The, yeah. the small sample size, but he did show promise. I think Dron Taylor struggled last. Not season. only that, you
0: invested in him last sure. year. You're gonna go sit the guy for two years? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Know, I so I mean, you yeah. invested in him. That was a hefty investment, by the way. It's a forty-fifth overall pick. Yep. So, so that's why
1: I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the franchise taking process for the Jaguars because I feel like if they don't tag Cam Robinson,
0: then it's going to be, you know, it's going to be <laughs> a, your choice of offensive tackle number one. Yeah. Okay. So I, I get what you're saying. Now, I told you, I don't think there's a chance of trading out anyway. I don't think there was that guy before the combine. I don't think there's that guy after the combine. I would agree with you that they, they didn't get any help in terms of, uh, uh, wow, look, at here goes the quarterback run to the top. I thought Thibodeau was a slight chance Thibodeau could have been. That, that he could be like, whoa, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I get what you're saying there. Uh, now, Hutchinson performed pretty nicely. Could some people say, how bad does Detroit want Hutchinson? And could they flop? With the Jags.
1: But this is my point, though. If Detroit's in because, tra- I mean, that makes sense for Detroit, because, you know, Michigan, obviously, there, there's a lot of ties there. But once again, if the Jaguars don't franchise take Cam Robinson, they're not taking Hutchinson. And, and then Detroit knows that. So if you're Detroit,
0: why would you trade with Jacksonville when you know they're taking offensive tackle at number one and you yeah. have the number two pick? I don't think it's as clear as day as you're saying that they don't take him. I really I don't. Think it's clear. I, I, I mean, I think again, Armstead could be in play. They've got plenty of money. And they could go with Walker Little. They could just decide that Walker Little is going to be our left tackle. And we're going to stick with Jawan Taylor on the right side through this year. And, and we're going to see. It's going to be a show-me year, much like Cam Robinson was this year and or last year and then into this year again, and see what happens there. So. I mean, I don't I don't while I don't think that's a likely. I still think that's could be in play. Now, here's where I disagree. Again, I didn't think trading was an option. Um anyway, and I still don't think trading's going to be an option. I, I said no chance. I believe that. But I think the Jags actually got some help here because I think, in my mind at least, they went from potentially drafting four guys to now maybe feeling better about just three of them. Because of the Thibodeau stuff, and I like that Hutchinson performed well to back up some of the tape, to back up the Ohio State game, to back up what we know about him, and that gives them an option and some flexibility in what they want to do over these next couple of weeks. If they don't, I still think you can really make a case. I talked about this this morning with our with my tax guy actually. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I still think you can really make the case, and I've made this case for a while, and I believe this that the Jaguars get a lot better by taking a pass rusher at number one than they do taking a tackle at number one. I think if they had to even go into the season with Walker Little and Jawan Taylor, I actually think that's better than going into the season with Josh Allen and Caleb on chase on. So I think you can really get a lot better if you take a guy like Hutchinson and you have Josh Allen what Hutchinson does for the other side, what he does for Josh Allen. He might make him into an excellent player because Mm -hmm. he needs some help. He needs to get some of the attention away from him. And so I think that pass rusher still is in play. I don't think – I haven't changed my mind on the fact that Hutchinson I don't think is like this generationally great Lawrence Taylor kind of pass rusher, but I do think we know what he is. And I think they learned more about what he is. He's a talented guy. He can be an explosive guy. He's probably going to get the most out of what he has. I think he did that in Michigan, and I think he has a chance to do that in the NFL. Did you hear who they compared him to? I think I saw Jared, what's his name, Uh, Viking. Jared Allen? Jared Allen. I saw saw a comp to him. And Max Crosby. And Crosby. And Crosby, yeah. But again, like, is that bad? No, but we had the conversation on know, Friday. If you could draft Max Crosby number one, would you? But I th- And I, I agree with you. I think we... But would you draft Jared Allen number one? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you see the numbers, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. this dep- that was one comp on Max Crosby, but I also yeah. saw a Jared Allen comp. So sure. how do the Jags feel about him? If he could get closer to where Jared Allen was, yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, I would draft that number one. Yeah. Uh, so I think this actually helped the Jags because, first of all, they're t- the two tackles that are on the board were excellent. Okay? Correct. So I think the combine – I mean, I don't think you can miss with those guys. Yep. I think they're probably – it's a safe bet. It's a conservative route. And I think those are home run picks, and it beefs up your line, and it, it says, hey, Trevor Lawrence, we're here to protect you, all those things. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of people have them going that way. But I really think the performance by Hutchinson showing some of the explosiveness, what he already has on tape. I think he probably did really well in the interviews. I think he's got a swagger about him, um, and, and I think he wants to be great. I don't think he's just saying it. I think the Thibodeau stuff is concerning, and I think that might red flag him to the point where, hey, you know what? When you said the, the, the Thibodeau stuff, as in what? I just think everything that has been said about Thibodeau, I'm not sure he didn't do a – I'm not sure he did a great job of dispelling it. Okay. If that was kind of his view on not performing on the drills and one of the reasons why, and also if he had to spend the entire combine, which was the story, telling people that I love football. Yeah. I also heard one person say, hey, you can already tell like he's all business. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he's almost – he's so smart about the brand, like he's almost all about the brand.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I got that, but I also remember rumors of Kyler Murray, like, not knowing anything on the board, um, and teams were super turned off by him. Kyler Murray still went number one overall.
0: So, like,
1: you're going to hear a lot, right? You're going to hear a lot. Those guys
0: know a heck of a lot more and have a feel more than us. We're going, obviously, off reports and and things. And, And so. Um, But I do think it helped. And by the way, then after number one, I really think the Jags got helped in the second round with all the speed at receiver and all the depth at receiver. And by the way, there's a lot of defensive tackle depth, too. If you start reading the Jeremiah's and the McShades and everybody else coming out of this thing, they they think there's a lot of defensive tackle depth, which could really help. Because don't sleep on defensive tackle. The Jags need help on the interior. Mm -hmm. Right. They really do. This is going to be a draft, hopefully that gets Trevor Lawrence weapons, or free agency that gets Trevor Lawrence weapons. But the Jaguars were very average or below average in the middle of their interior line yet, uh, in the middle of their line last year. Mm-hmm. They need to be more consistent and good, and and beef that part up. And so if somebody fits there to be a piece of the future along with maybe a Devon Hamilton or maybe Roy Robertson Harris stays healthy and takes a step, who knows? But they could use some players in that regard. So I think it was a pretty good combine for the Jags. I think the Jags come out maybe a little bit more clear-minded about what they want to do at number one, which then is a domino of what they want to do with the franchise tag tomorrow, uh, which I don't think is going to be much, yeah. and then and then free agency especially, who they want to go after. See, I, I said it wasn't a good showing because nobody stood above as the number one overall.
1: Like, And that, to me, was the biggest part of this combine. Because if the Jaguars don't intend to trade it away, well, then, yeah, either you have Hutchinson or you have Evan Neal or you have Aquanu. That's probably... I mean, or maybe Thibodeau has the dark horse. But, like... I wanted a guy to to put up freak numbers and say, well, man, maybe yeah. we do got to trade up to get this guy. I'm not sure if that dude's there anymore. And what, it's been 20-something years since, or like one time in 20 years since the first pick has been traded. So, I mean, you're already against the grain there a little bit, but I don't think that combine helped in terms of the, 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 the capital. And once again, I think that depending what happens
0: with Cam Robinson, is going to lay out a pretty good blueprint of what this team is going to do with the number one overall pick. Hey, someone just tagged this, said Mike Giardi of NFL Media says two teams in the top 15 believe the Jaguars are going to shop the number one pick in the 22 NFL draft. No kidding. Of course they're shopping it. (laughs) Who said it? Mike Giardi? Giardi. He works... um, uh, This was another... A secondary tweet. He works for the NFL Network. And... um, And... and, uh, But... Of course they are going to shop. it. like, Trent Baalke said they're open for business. Like, of course Mm -hmm. they are. They want to trade out. Like, let's be crystal clear about this, folks. If the Jags could trade down to number four or five, gather another pick, and trade out a number one, they would. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have a dance partner. Nobody is trading up to number one. Unless they just are like, yeah, we'll take an extra third-round pick, <laughs> you know, no, and which, just give which it away. Would, which would be stupid. Which, you're not going to yeah. just sell the pick, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's even Ty asked me that, that over the weekend. He's like, well, why don't you just, like, get another pick, even if it's a second-round pick? It's like, <laughs> no, well, you can't that do works. that. It's like, that's like selling a car on a lot for, like, ten grand, even though it's worth forty. dollars yeah. You know, you're not going to do that. <laughs> no, so, for sure. um, Listen, the Jags are, are going to listen. They would love somebody to call. Absolutely. I believe that. I I, I think that. Nobody's calling. Mm-hmm. Nobody's giving you anything. That's just the way this draft is. Is that bad luck? Maybe a little bit. But I think there's a good enough player at number one for them to get. And I think they're going to get a good one if they mm-hmm. take one of those three guys. I, I, I'm now believing a little bit. I, I'm not like this coming out of the combine. I don't put too much weight in the combine. Sure, But I actually liked what Hutchinson did at the Combine. I like some of those things to add up. I, I'm a little mixed on Hutchinson coming out. I'm not mixed on Thibodeau. I think he's a he's a boomer bust guy. Yeah. I think he could be great. And that's the dice roll that you have there Which with we'll, him. Find yeah, we'll find much out in like, his pro day. And we'll find like like out in Michael Parsons. The, we might find out over
1: the first two years. Like He yeah. might be great. But like to me, we didn't learn anything about Hutchinson. Like Yeah, he put up good numbers. Like Do did we not expect him to? I, I don't I don't know He's if six, I thought seven? I was that
0: explosive. I mean he put up like some like shut like the shuttle or cone or whatever it was. It was. A three co- yeah, a three cone. I mean good. it was like unbelievably good. Yeah, it was like JJ Watt did. Yeah. yeah. So I think this guy has that work hard, want to be good. And mm-hmm. then you add you still have to have measurables in this league. You still have to be able to be athletic enough to do it. Yeah. And whether I liked what I read about what he said or liked some of those measurables. I just felt better coming out of this combine about Hutchinson than I did going in. I really did. Okay. Um, I'm not saying they're going to take him. But if they did, I don't think I'd be mad about it. No, I mean, depending on the defense, though, as well.
1: I, you think, I I think he's, he's the 4-3 guy? Oh, yeah. He's not staying. I don't, I don't want to see him stand up. Yeah. I'd rather see his hand in the Which, dirt the whole time.
0: And that could dictate, too, because don't we think Caldwell's
1: going to play more of a 3-4? I think he's going to cater the defense to what he has.
0: So Regardless. I think regardless, yes. Okay. Yeah. And Josh Allen can do both. Correct. So. He has, yeah, he has them both. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And maybe they proved last year the 3-4 the way they were in the interior. They didn't I have mean, good enough stuff to do that.
1: You know, it reminds me of San Fran. When San Fran was traditional 3-4 defense, they get Bosa, and all of a sudden they moved to a 4-3 because, well, literally because of Bosa. And yeah. guess what? It worked out. So I'm not saying that this defense couldn't be a 4-3 but it did
0: all depends on the draft shakes. So. Yeah, but you have been pretty consistent with Hutchinson, Thibodeau, where you picked them. The yeah. scheme is scheme dependent on how good they could be in it. Correct. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll be back. Talk more about the combine and the franchise tag. I mean, seriously, does anybody, why would you use it? Could you use it? Should you use it? Um, and who else is using it around the NFL? A uh, couple of guys looks guys like, look like they'll be off the board for the Jacksonville Jaguars and free agency. We talk more about Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Point, it's about being a complete player. I want to have all three phases. So I want to be athletic. I want to be a good run stopper. And I want to be a good pass rusher. So, you know, just having that tool in my toolbox, you know, you always have it on you. Not, you don't use it every play or every down, but just having them on you is a good asset. Uh, is
1: that Thibodeau? It is not. Austin? Oh, I was only half listening. Defensive. It is defensive. It's on the line. Jermaine Johnson. Close. Ooh. Dang. Uh Jordan Davis. Ah. See, I thought he had a deeper voice. How about that? Thought he had a deeper voice, man. Dang it. How about that?
0: Four uh, seven eight. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. Dude made some money for himself. Did you see the picture of him doing the jump like the vertical?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but see, here's here's the wild thing about Jordan Davis, though. He probably had the best comment on anybody. Yeah. But then when you see the numbers. And then like you go back and like you see his stats and like how he played on film it's like well then how weren't you
0: like well then how were you like the Aaron Donald of college football and, and the then he was some time the but. big question you're asking is is third down he's yeah. Yeah. he's off the field in third down mm-hmm. I guess I saw something a little more in depth he was on the field like 18% of the time on third down mm-hmm. now they did have like <laughs> A no, they won national championships. I'm not going to really question. <laughs> they they the have a bunch of good players. Yeah. I mean, they're. We might talk about that in a little bit. Actually, their their combine punters running four sixes or whatever that I, was. I, I thought. Ab- ridiculous. I thought about putting out like a tweet. Who had the best combine? Which player? Yeah. Uh, like um, I don't know. Name a guy like Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Uh, Hutchinson or. The Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, every guy was incredible. Yep. Just incredible. And, and then the sad thing is Jalen Carter's probably better than he is. That, and that's what they think, you know. And yeah. that's another reason why he didn't always play. I mean, maybe, yeah. you know, he got some breathers. Mm-hmm. Now, he did. I think he said he played. Uh, he's going to try to lose some weight, too. He was a little heavy on, for him. He, I think he said he played up around 350 during the season. And so maybe losing 15, 20 pounds makes him a little bit more dangerous on third down.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just so wild, though, when you see the evolution of, of like, the nose technique, right? Because you think of, like, even, like, Pot Roast, you know, Terrence Knighton. Yeah. And you think of, uh, like, Aloy Nagata. Like, I mean, he was kind of like the the gold standard uh, Albert Haynesworth for a little yeah. bit until, yeah. you know, all that stuff happened. Um, but, you know, they were just—they were— they were run stuffers and they were just space eaters, you know, and that's what you needed from them Like you, you never expected them to get after the quarterback or yeah, you create chaos in the backfield But in terms of athleticism, you know, you expect more of the defensive ends and the three techniques But now you see these these nose tackles, you know, you, you see the, the the vita veas types if you will That are just absolute game wreckers in the run game and in the pass game I, mean, I think Jordan Davis, I mean, he's showing up that athleticism can definitely
0: be that guy as well all right, so tag day is tomorrow. Uh, let's make the call for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Should they use the tag? If you're in that, you've been, or they've been talking all week. They've been talking to prospects. They've been planning for a month now. They've seen the tape. They know the stats. Everybody knows what Cam Robinson is. Everybody knows. Well, I'm not sure that we know exactly what DJ Chark is, but we know what his resume says. And we know there's going to be a market for both of those guys. They're probably going to get paid if they hit the open market. I can't help but think of when I come to these guys especially that I think of what Peterson and Balky said last week at the Combine to us where a priority is getting second contract guys in that locker room. Drafting, develop, keeping, paying. And here you have two guys that you could do that with. Now, you can't use it on both, but you could keep one of them on the tag and use the power play that the franchises have. Are they going to use it? Should they use it? Are they going to use it? I have a hard time believing they're
1: going to use it. I think they should use it, though. I think they should use it on Cam Robinson.
0: You do? I do. So you think they should use it on Cam Robinson, probably move Walker a Little to the right side, yep. and then draft like Hutchinson? Because, yeah, because here's what I see right now. If you're asking me
1: what they should do at this moment, then that's the answer. Now, if they get Chandler Jones in free agency, if they get another edge rusher in free agency, well, then, yeah, that, that changes my whole opinion. But right now, the way this roster looks, you know, with, you know, Caleb on Chase i not having the most confidence in him, the biggest room for upgrade right now, I believe, is on your, your edge rush. Um, I think if you re-sign Cam Robinson, like, is it, you know, is, is he going to be a top-five left tackle? Probably not. But I think he will suffice. I think he will keep Trevor upright, and that's the most important part right now um, in going forward. I think the defensive line, especially the edge, needs some work. And if you're not going to get a big guy like Chandler Jones in or Yvonne Miller, well, then you got to address it somewhere. So, yes, I would – I mean, I would franchise take Cam Robinson and then I
0: would address the edge in the draft. So are you letting it fly for another year on Cam Robinson? Or are you tagging him in hopes of getting something long term done? Because you can work until, I think, True. July on that if you tag. Yeah, um, I, I would tag him and then kind of evaluate from there. Yeah. OK, uh, so I, I disagree. Actually, I would not use it on Cam Robinson. And here's my reasoning for it. You have two players in this draft at the top of the draft where you can make market improvements. Even from Kim Robinson, most likely. He hasn't shown me enough to tell me he's going to be like a pro-pro-bowl guy. You just said it yourself. Yeah, Probably not sure. a top-five guy in the league. I really don't feel, if you're going to keep Cam Robinson for some $18, $19 million, that he's really that much different than Walker Little. Now, I know he's got a lot more experience. I don't know as much about Walker Little, from being completely honest. Mm-hmm. But I also think... A guy that was supposedly first round grade esque if he hadn't missed time at Stanford. And when he did come in and play this year, played well. And so I don't really see the separation between a guy like Walker Little and Cam Robinson to cost me $15 million on my salary cap, really. Um, so I, I don't think I would do that with Cam Robinson. I actually think what I would do is tag DJ Chark. Because what we're starting to see and what we expect is guys like Devontae Adams probably going to be tagged, right, we think. Chris Godwin, I think the report is going to be tagged. Uh, the What's the chances are you going to get Amari Cooper? Are you going to get Mike Williams? Those two guys, to me, say, okay, those are stud number one potential guys that I can bring in. Well, we'll keep in mind Adams, too. Well, and Adams, but I'm, I'm assuming they're going to tag Adams, especially if they're trying uh, hard to get Aaron uh, Rodgers back. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now listen, that's fine. If yeah. if, but I would just say this: What do you think right now is the likelihood the Jags land one of the three—Cooper, Adams, Mike Williams—any of the three? Yeah, not uh, not which one, just sure. Well, the the likelihood.
1: I mean, they have the most money to spend, correct? Uh, like or second, second, yeah, second most. Yeah, second most, yeah. yeah. And they they need a wide receiver. Yeah. So then, why wouldn't they? I don't know. Uh, well, I think it was Devonte. Okay. If you, um, I mean, yeah. I think if you have a chance that Mike Williams or Mari Cooper, and you have the second most sell, you know, salary cap money to spend, and you're that desperate for a wide receiver.
0: I think the chances are pretty good. I mean, why, why wouldn't you try to overspend and, and get that for Trevor yeah. Lawrence? Well, I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. And they have got to feel good about that. Allen Robinson, if, too. If they move on from um, DJ.
1: If they take Allen Robinson for the 25th time? <laughs> no, they haven't. Yeah, Robinson's uh, a guy
0: They're, they're going to let uh, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson will be a free agent. I'm yep. pretty convinced of that. And so, if it was one of the two for me, though, I, I feel, I've told you this many a times on the show, about DJ... I feel like there's a lot of potential there that's untapped and we haven't seen. He scares me about going to another team and performing well over the next five years, Mm -hmm. more than, say, a Cam Robinson does. And if I want this mindset of drafting and developing, I want to try to keep DJ for the next five or six years here. But I'm not convinced I can do that with a four-year contract worth 40-something million dollars. I would go that route if I could, if I'm the Jags. But instead, I'm going to take another chance that he gets it done.
1: Well, the guy I wanted here is not going to be able to play. Calvin Ridley. What happened? Then uh, Tom Palacero reporting that the NFL is suspending Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley indefinitely for at least the 2022 season for gambling on NFL games after he left the team last season. That's who I wanted. Never mind. Wow. How about that? I mean, are we sure he was just playing fantasy football? And, like, no. How about that? Have we seen that in the NFL? Okay, like, so, I guess I'm kind of confused, though.
0: Like, he was gambling. He was obviously betting on what? games? Yeah, but, like, that a- can't you do fantasy football? Well, I'm not sure he's doing fantasy football or not. No,
1: okay, but this is my point, though. Like, what's the difference between doing fantasy football and gambling
0: on, like, the, the, the spread, the line? Um, the activity took place during a five-day period in November 21 while Ridley was away from the club's facility on the non-football il- illness list. Like, I actually would say, like, why is that a suspension? Like, he's not like he's in team meetings. Yeah. I, I, and it's a little different than a guy playing, going out there in the huddle, practicing all week, game planning all week, and betting on his team. Mm-hmm. It does feel a little bit... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I, I get it's a bad precedent, but either way, because the guy's technically, like, on a team and in the NFL. But I'm a little confused at this, too, mm-hmm. that why he would be suspended for a year. Like, I don't get
1: how... I don't know, like, say you did, like, FanDuel, and you did, like, the DFS. Like... Can I I believe you can do that, but then you can't? Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know
0: the extent of this so far. We'll, we'll find out more as it comes out, but yeah, we'll have to read the statement. Um, and oh, I got a little of the statement right here. Uh, at least the conclusion, so it's basically an indefinite suspension. Uh, In a a five-day period, late November 21, where Ridley was not with the team and was away from the club's facility, a league investigation uncovered no evidence indicating any inside information we used or that any game was compromised in any way, nor was there evidence suggesting any awareness by coaches, staff, teammates, or other players of his betting activity. In a letter Ridley notifying him of his suspension, Commissioner Goodell wrote, quote, there is nothing more fundamental to the NFL success and to the reputation of everyone associated with our league than upholding the integrity of the game. This is the responsibility of every player, coach, owner, game official, and anyone else employed in the league. Your actions put the integrity of the game at risk, threaten to damage public confidence in professional football, and potentially undermine the reputations of your fellow players through the NFL. For decades, gambling on NFL games has been considered among the most significant violations of league policy warranting the most substantial sanction. In your case, I acknowledge and commend you for your promptly reporting for an interview and for admitting your actions. So, okay. he obviously admitted to it. It's not like he's going to get... Um, by the way, he's supposed to make 11 million in 22. Whew! That takes another. I kind of forgot about the whole Ridley thing, like in this whole receiver talk thing. Yeah. And he was the one that wanted out, right, of Atlanta. And then this happens. He props but he's known this is coming forward. They've been investigating this for a couple months. He knew that he might be in trouble. Probably is well, the case. I wonder if the reason why he stepped away was because of that, or is that not? Yeah, hey, you so stepped away earlier, okay. right? Yeah. And he stepped under under a different umbrella, at least. That's what he said. Yeah. So, but I'll I tell you, I'm a little bit, this brings up like a whole different thing. Yeah. This is like, if, he, if, if they say that he wasn't, it's almost like he didn't know that he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way I interpret this. He wasn't in meetings. He wasn't like... Now, I'm sure it says it in the handbook, right? The NFL handbook <laughs> for a player? I guess. But how many people read their work handbook, right? Yeah. And so, I
1: mean, like, I always remember in, like, meetings, like, we'd have, like, a, the NFLPA representative, and they would come up and say, like, he, he, make sure you guys can't gamble. now. Like, I mean, we, yeah. we got that because we're yeah, but, on the team.
0: But but by the way, Austin, you were playing just 10, 11 years – well, not even that long ago, but when you were coming into the league yeah. a decade ago yeah. where they didn't have a team in Vegas – and and betting wasn't, like, on the verge of being at every stadium.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, no, but, but, but fantasy football was like, that was like the boom of fantasy football, though, as well. Yeah, it's just started,
0: yeah. I think this I is know. different, that's... by the way, than fantasy football. But how diff- is this? different? Okay. Uh, what, what I'm mean, saying is he wasn't, I don't think he was playing fantasy football. I think he was What's the difference, though? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think there's a delineation you... bet- for the NFL.
1: Okay. But, like, I feel like, if anything, you have an advantage of fantasy football more than even.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think this is all about the integrity of the game. They don't like the view and the optics of a player that's technically still in the league gambling on the sport of football. Yeah. Wow, that's a big uh, story, and that takes another receiver off the board, by the way. Yeah. So, interesting. Austin says Cam Robinson, tag him. I would say more lean toward DJ Chark. I don't think they're tagging anybody. I have a hard time believing that as well. I mean... (sighs) I just don't think they're going to go there. Yeah. I just know, that like, Doug Peterson
1: loves his offensive linemen. And he like I think that's going to be the first goal for him is to shore up the offensive line. And if Cam Robinson's not going to be that guy, then okay. I guess, I mean, I think it'll be number one offensive tackle then.
0: It'll be really interesting to see if they ask Trevor about DJ. It'd be like, hey, what do you think? You want him here? Yeah. You know? Do that. They don't have a great report. It didn't work during the season, but they did all camp and in the offseason. So yeah. it be an interesting take if they get input. Uh, from a guy like Trevor Lawrence. We're we'll back. Action sports, Jackson on ESPN 690. The big story around the NFL now: Calvin Ridley suspended.
1: he's leaving and and you know I was on this last year when everything was transpiring I said the Green Bay Packers need to cut ties with Aaron Rodgers a lot for the things that you just said yeah I know it's scary I know he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL but you have now gone through two off seasons where you are waiting to see if the most important player on your team is deciding to play for you not not a contract dispute. There will be anybody in the league that wants Aaron Rodgers to make him the highest paid quarterback. That ain't no damn breaking news.
0: <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers the most talked about athlete of the last year?
1: I think they I forgot who did the research, but um they they looked up the most dislike like in terms of tweets, the yeah. most like disliked tweets towards one athlete. And by a landslide this past year was Aaron Rodgers. It was oh yeah. yeah. I guess I mean although you know, the the COVID stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um not a surprise. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Brian Middleton in again on a Monday and tomorrow as well. It's Players' Championship Week. We'll be live at TPC Sawgrass tomorrow. Uh, talk a little bit more about it coming up in a bit. I was out there today. Uh, the conditions are going to be something to watch now this week at the Players' Championship for sure. The big story right now in the NFL is we're talking about franchise tags and what the Jags are going to do and the decisions they have to make. And I really think there are different ways to go for the Jags. Um, and I think it, it it would really be interesting to be a fly on the wall in those meetings and how they view things. Uh, but the big story is Calvin Ridley, a team, you know, many teams had reached out, according to Adam Schefter, about trading for Calvin Ridley because it word a couple months ago is that he was going to become available or wanted out of Atlanta. And so, yeah, possible destination for the Jags. Who knows? Maybe they were one of the teams. Well, Schefter just tweeted out of good faith the Atlanta Falcons never entered like negotiations or uh, serious talks with anybody because they knew this was coming. That's uh, even more reason. Yeah, I know. get rid of. Them. I mean, I mean <laughs> hey guys, listen. <laughs> easy red <laughs> player. I yeah. mean, maybe just We're one first rounder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one first rounder to, to take a thing off the books. Let's go. You could have. Yeah. I guess you could have. See, the, that's why I can't be a GM. Yeah, that's Brad, true. Because you I, I want to win. I want to <laughs> you know, win, win too much. You I want to win too much. I mean, I, I would have brought in Ola Beckham Jr. I don't care what his agent would have said. Would have brought him into
0: the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I would have. Got the farm for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I would have uh, maybe done the same. Yeah, you know, why? desperate times because we're winners. That's right, we're winners. We're winners. We want to win the trophy. Sure, maybe ask questions after about ethically, it.
1: morally. Who we Remember winning?
0: Upset. <laughs> uh, but the big story: Calvin Ridley suspended by the NFL. I can't remember a guy suspended up by the NFL for betting. I don't. I'm sure it's going to come out. Maybe that happened. I can't remember. Somebody will tell us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we know the biggest case. We, we've seen betting in sports. Pete Rose is obviously the biggest one. And um, we've seen it in college basketball. I think we've even seen it in college football, point shaving type of things. But, see, this is a different story. He wasn't playing. Yeah. Calvin Ridley suspended for at least a year. And, and Roger Goodell essentially saying, I took it easy on you because you you admitted to it. And they said it was during a five-day period, which, by the way, if you did for a five-day period, maybe it was a little bit more than that. We were also wondering, who turned him in? Somebody turned him in. So
1: 2019 player by the name of Josh Shaw was suspended um, from the Arizona Cardinals, and it was the first time a player had been suspended in 35 years for for gambling. Wow, okay.
0: I remember that name, Paul Horning, by the way, of the Green Bay Packers. Horning did it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's not, that didn't tarnish his legacy at all. He was suspended for a year. Interesting. Not at all. I don't remember that being a story. Like, that's kind of like an under-the-radar story. Now, somebody else would be like, yeah, I remember that just like it was yesterday. Well, that person's pretty old. I was like (laughs) nine. (laughs) I wasn't born yet. (laughs) Um, So, the... uh, I do remember the name Josh Shaw, but this is a big, much bigger name player, of course, than Calvin Ridley. Yeah. And, honestly, Austin, I got to check myself here. But I don't... I don't know if he should be suspended for you. I'm kind of like, I get what they're doing. The integrity is really important. Again, it's probably in your handbook as a player that you can't do it. This just feels like the context of this is different to me. He wasn't in the building. He's not in meetings. He's not on the field playing. Um, And I I don't know. Like, Did he really do anything
1: that wrong? Okay, so let me ask you this. He wasn't in the building, but was he still under contract of the Falcons? Yeah, he was. he's an NFL yeah. player, right? I mean, so yeah. by the letter of the law, I mean, I guess... No, but I... Yeah, you know, the the, the law is the law. But at the same time, I mean,
0: I don't know. I'm... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little shocked by it. Yeah, I was but- just looking at Dan uh, tweet, uh, that's that stat boy, and he says, and yet Dan, Daniel Snyder still owns the team. Like It's kind of <laughs> like a good... It's a really a good point. Like, right, the stuff that we let go... And that this guy threw 50 grand on a game, probably, because he probably has it. Oh, yeah. um, and and he's gone for a year. Yeah. And and by the way, there were some reports that he was having some mental health issues to begin with. Was that factored in? Is that yeah. part of it? Like, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. And if you want to get, you know, technical,
1: Rogers did have a, some fake vaccination stuff and didn't get <laughs> anything. That's true. And that violated... Some sort of That's protocol. Right. and that doesn't have anything to do with integrity. That's Aaron Rodgers though. <laughs> hey, 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 hey thank <laughs> you. That's <laughs> MVP you're talking about. That's, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> Face no, but seriously, league.
0: and like, and, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna. I don't know. I, I'm just not sure how I feel about this one. Like, it's, I get it, I understand it. I just listen. Players can't be betting, and what, we had a response right on the. Um, it was which is kind of funny, but this is why the league takes this stuff so seriously. Is because. <laughs> I don't know who I forget who it was now. It's gone off our YouTube channel. But um they said like so all those drop passes by the Jacks receivers, maybe yeah, they're betting yeah. on the games. Yeah. Like and, and to be honest with you, that is why they don't want the idea of anybody betting that's inside the circle. That's what happened with the NBA, right? With the official. And and so they have they don't want any talk of that at all. But I do think it's pretty wild that now the NFL has really embraced Mm -hmm. gambling. I mean, they embraced it with fantasy football, but they've embraced it in a whole different light now. I mean, they know that part of their league has been built on the back of gamblers and Vegas and everywhere else. Uh, And and Vegas has a team now. And I just think it's a little bit strange that Calvin Ridley, for a five-day period, if, According to Roger Goodell in the league Gets suspended for an entire year Loses 11 million Mm dollars And he wasn't even like As far as I understand it In the building He could have been on his couch just bored Yeah Yeah this uh, You know to to, to me it's just
1: all right. so with Roger Goodell Okay you want to come out and say It's all about the integrity of the game um, And it's all about the reputation Of everybody associated in the league Okay. But the hypocrisy of that is so beyond that. Because I look at it like this. If I go home and tell my son, hey, he doesn't know what Calvin Ridley is, but if Ronan goes, hey, what happened to Calvin Ridley? I'm going to go, well, you know what, you know, dad does sometimes. And then I I swear because I lose. And then mom's like, what happened? And I'm like, (laughs) well, I put, you know, I, I, I had plus five on Murray State and they couldn't, you know, it was a close game against Jacksonville State, whatever the case may be. That's what happened, all right? Kelvin really did that. He was at home. He played for the Falcons. He shouldn't have did that. That's a lot easier to explain than why Aaron Rodgers didn't get anything, set aside from a slap on the wrist, for lying about getting vaccinated or why some players sometimes, you know, when it's the domestic you know, violence, get another opportunity. That's a lot harder to explain to my son than what Kelvin Ridley did. But you want to sit here and tell me that it's all about – You know, the league, and it's all about, you know, the optics. It's all about, you know, everyone's on the same page.
0: But then you do, I don't know. It's just, it kind of irks me the wrong way. It really does. Uh, Yeah. And the integrity of the game. Okay. Me too. But maybe I just don't care about gambling on games because I I I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. So (laughs) I think that's where we're different. I I think we don't really care about gambling. I don't think a lot of people care about gambling. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let me ask you this if he got like a billion dollar fine and suspended six games for it. Would people be like, I can't believe he didn't get suspended more? No. One. no. But this is obviously a message yeah. to the rest of the players and to the league. But like, is there anybody out there right now going, to, yeah, that's what he gets, full season, you better believe it. I think more Surs people are right reacting camera, really. I think more people react in the way we're reacting. Yeah. Like a little surprising, so harsh in the situation he was in. Yeah. Again, totally different, I think, if he's inside the building. Yeah. Like, I fully understand it. In fact, he might have been banned from the league if that was the
1: case. But see, here's... The question that comes from this now is this the last we hear of it, or are more players going to be coming out now, also getting in trouble because of this?
0: Because guess what, he's not the only one. He can't be. So, yeah, what happens now? That's a problem for the league potentially. That's what it is. Yeah, we'll be back. Action sports, Jacks on ESPN six ninety four o'clock hour on the way.